Welcome to CompTIA Community Cast. Today's podcast is brought to you by the MSP community. Hi, everybody. Uh, this is Shannon Mayer here from the Executive Council of the Managed Services Community. And uh, very excited today. We have a panel of experts here to talk about what they've seen so far with uh, the COVID response with their end user customers and MSPs and talk a little bit about how they're helping their customers and what resources they've found helpful. So I think before we get started, uh, we'll just let everybody introduce themselves so we can get familiar with who's going to be talking today. So uh, Charles Love here is to my right on my video. So Charles, do you want to kick it off? Sure. I'm Charles Love. I'm the Director of Professional Services for a service provider out in Tampa. I'm also on the Executive Council. Great. Steve, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, Steve Rutkowitz, CEO at Choice Cybersecurity. We help MSPs with security and compliance. Perfect. And Amy, you're up next. Amy Babinchek. I'm also on the Managed Services Council. I have an MSP up in Michigan. We also have Kevin with us. Hi, Kevin Rubin, President and Co-Founder of Stratosphere Networks based out of the, uh, the Chicagoland area. We focus around uh, managed services as well as offering security support services. Perfect, and rounding us off is Corey. Hey, my name is Corey Kirkendall, President and CEO of 5K Technical Services out of Plano, Texas. Also the Chair of the Managed Services Executive Council. Awesome. And I'm uh, Shannon Mayer. I'm the VP of Channel Development for the ASCII Group and uh, very lucky to be your moderator today. So uh, we're just going to jump right into it. We've got uh, three questions to ask this panel, uh, the first of which is around uh, what have you seen are the big holes or what have you uncovered that MSPs are struggling with to help their and their clients have been uh, struggling with? So especially as it relates to business continuity planning. Uh, Steve, why don't you kick us off? Well, I think what happens, what I'm seeing when I talk to a lot of MSPs around the country, actually around the world, is nobody was really 100% ready for this. So some companies were more ready for remote work and some were less. So the companies that were more like laptops and mobile device workers that also were more cloud oriented could pick up and move home easier than companies that had, let's say, legacy systems where they had a VPN or RDP or Citrix in, they seem to have a much higher challenge of getting their mobile um, forces working remotely. So it was kind of a mad scramble for some companies and others were more uh, prepared. But I think in the future, what we're going to have to do as MSPs is help our company, our clients, um, be mobile ready all the time. So they have to be ready to move their systems out in the field or people's homes and then also move them back very quickly. So I think we're going to have to get more around anytime, anywhere environments and, and readiness uh, in the future. Absolutely. And uh, Corey, uh, earlier you brought up that uh, there really aren't good work from home policies in place. Do you want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah, so, so what we found out, you know, really quickly was they, there was either non-existent or very weak work from home policies. Um, a lot of people was not prepared to move their workforce to home, whether they provided a workstation or leveraged the equipment that was at the employee's house. Um, so what we've seen is inadequate internet connections, inadequate machines, 
um, in quite inadequate environment to be able to support that. Um, so that's been one of our biggest challenges to be able to accommodate and get around. Yeah, absolutely. And Amy, uh, you brought up a few points that were similar to that. Do you want to um, talk a little bit about what you've seen? Yeah, I mean, I think we're probably all seeing the same thing. We've, you know, we've had to make some Herculean efforts to suddenly get, you know, 100% workforce that used to be in the office working from home, and they're all working in less than ideal environments. And I mean, you know, it, they're working on 10 year old computers and whatever they can scratch up because there was no real plan for people, people to work from home. So things that we would have said no to in, in normal circumstances, we're forced to say yes to and just help the companies make do. Yeah, do what you can, right? Charles, what holes have you uh, seen in business continuity planning, the biggest ones? So the, the, the quick thing is how to work from home, right? We've always preached about, you know, with VPNs and tunnels and remote access and all that stuff like that. But when the plan isn't communicated down to the employees, they end up taking their thin clients home, right? Which have no real easy way to connect in. They also end up taking their desk phone home because it's an internet phone. It has to work, right? No big deal, but they don't have power plugs. And it's little things like that reminding them, take your power plugs home if you even have them and take your network cables home because you'll need those. Yep, definitely. Um, and Kevin, you brought up a little bit earlier about how the customers that have really taken to cloud are having an easier time with this transition. Uh, you know, what else have you been seeing? Yeah, I would say the majority of the clients last year moved to an Office 365 strategy. Um, so all their applications are email. Even their collaboration from a team's perspective is in the cloud. Whether or not they've been using it uh, is another story. So overnight, they've learned to leverage these, these video, uh, audio video collaboration tools and chat tools to use them effectively. The challenge is, is there's become an oversubscription and an undersupply of infrastructure services uh, and devices. So um, as we all know that it's hard to get a laptop these, these days or a mobile phone um, because supplies are exhausted. Um, individuals are using home devices, which opens up a security hole at home. Um, I guess, you know, you look at the, the, emergency to work from home as a top priority versus security. And now people have to focus their uh, attention around the security gaps. Yep. So uh, sounds like we've uncovered quite a lot of holes. Um, does anybody want to add anything else that you, you, that you think we've left out of, of, uh, of this part? You know, I think the only thing that if we take into consideration what everyone has said here, business continuity, if you if you listened to the the marketplace that we're all in it the whole entire conversation was about backup you know and you have your business continuity device well business continuity is not a device business continuity is a plan and the plan takes in everything that we all just talked about right the equipment the connectivity the applications and right now we're seeing a huge have and have not situation happening where companies that have adopted the cloud that are fully in the cloud have a massive advantage over those that haven't. 
And, you know, it's an unfortunate scenario, but it really is exposing a lot of weaknesses in companies that haven't been as engaged in kind of where the technology is headed. Absolutely, which is, which is a great lead into our second question, which is, uh, you know, how are you helping customers address these big gaps in, in business continuity? Uh, and what changes are you helping them make, you know, and recommending that they make so that this doesn't happen again in the future? So, uh, Charles, why don't you kick it off this time? So th there's a couple of things. I've been in countless video calls with people trying to, you know, help them just learn the tool. There's been a lot of one-on-one -on -one time. Um, many FaceTime sessions with them showing me their computer because it won't turn on, things like that. So it's, it's a lot of uh, tool sets. It's a lot of just trying to help people one-on-one, -on -one, a little bit different than we're used to. It's normally there's a, you know, we either dispatch a truck or somebody calls in for a, a, an issue. It's not, how do I turn this thing on? I don't know how to do that. So definitely the, even the way we do things is changing a little bit. But at the, end, at the end of the day, as long as that person can now shift forward and actually work, we're, we're doing a pretty good job at it. Yep, that's the main thing for sure. Steve, uh, what, what do you think? Well, what when I was uh, an, MS, yeah, an MSP for 21 years before I just focused on security compliance, I, you know, it just flashed back to me that when we first got into the Citrix business, I remember, you know, meeting with schools and different uh, organizations, and the big thing was working anytime, anywhere. So what Citrix allowed you to do was log in anywhere you were, and that was like revolutionary. So if you think about it, we're fast forwarding, you know, more than 10 years later, and the, the real goal here is you have to really think out and almost do like a fire drill like you do with the backup. The time to restore your backup isn't when you're back up and you need it. You want to do ongoing quarterly backups when you need it, it's ready to go. So I think what I'm really hearing is it's not just having a login or internet connection. You have to worry about the phones. You have to worry about um, you know, your applications. You know, when you rip and replace and move these things out, you have to worry about the security. You have to worry about your chat and your collaboration. So there's a lot of things you have to be concerned about when you move these um, devices in somebody's home. And also when you move them back, right? So people haven't thought about that wave coming. So I think it's it's a lot of continuity planning, but it comes in lanes and you have to kind of think them all through and almost go through a dress rehearsal, but a big opportunity for MSPs, I think, to help companies be ready for this uh, in the future at all times. And Amy, are you seeing that your customers are open to this kind of feedback? Uh, how have you been helping them through this? Well, you know, we've, we've been off, we started to offer um, planning and auditing meetings for free. So uh, we companies that have not wanted to talk about this in the past are now finally willing to talk about it. And so you know, let's sit down and make a plan to go forward because we actually have a lot of information that they don't have right now, right? They don't really know what their home work situation is, but we have worked with each of their employees individually and have a pretty good feel for exactly who's got what equipment and um, what, their, what their potential is for being able to work pro, proact, uh, productivity. Um, and so we can provide that information for them. And also uh, they're now willing to give us that leadership position to take a look more broadly um, across different areas of their business to, to show them how we know 
the most successful of our clients are handling this versus how they're handling it and you know make suggestions to them so we have been having uh quite a few of those meetings lately and they're um, you know, they're going to be good for us. We will actually generate new business off of those, but we're going to be doing good things for the clients as well and pointing them out areas where, where they can save money and what they can do right now to help their people get more productive in their home environments. That's great. That, yeah, that's really great. Corey, um, are, are you seeing that your customers are open to feedback? How are, how are you helping them? Yeah, so they, they are open to feedback, and what's been really cool is is that I think everybody now has a has the ear open to to some positive stuff and 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 to uh, figure out a better way to do it. So what we've been doing is spending a lot of time putting together remote work kits and things from that perspective as we go through refresh of saying here's what we think that you need to be able to work from home laptop because it has a webcam, you know this type of things at home, putting in some firewalls and things from that perspective. So they have an idea of what they need to have and position for it and be ready for that as we start going through some of the refresh and, and repurchasing of gear to ensure that if something like this, because I think <laughs> there's no new norm, I think if something like this moves forward, they'll be able to do it. But the other thing we've also seen is uh, this has also created some situations where people didn't know that they could work from home right? And they had a whole lot of office space. So what we're also seeing now is that it's causing us to shift because we have to think about they may downsize their office space and this may become the new norm of how their employees are working from home. So how we support them has been really challenging. So now we're making sure that in those new equipment and in what we do, that it makes sure it has the Intel V Pro and things like that. So we can actually remote boot, go into BIOS and have a lot more places to do so that we can troubleshoot better than we do today if they don't have those type of tools and, and things integrated into the machines themselves. Interesting. So you're having to change your own business approach yeah. as a result of this too. Wow. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Kevin, why don't you round us out here and, and talk a little bit about um, how you're helping your customers adapt to this new new way of working? Um, as everybody, everybody was spot on with their responses, I think it's um, – you know, we're, we're scrambling both as a managed service provider and a security provider to make sure that we're buttoning up, you know, any gaps that there are. I think from a home working perspective, it does provide a little bit more complex environment because you went from supporting one environment to 50 environments. So how does that, how does that change? Do your engineers have a longer time to resolve a ticket because they're now working with 50 firewalls as opposed to one? Um, so when the work from home rush slows down, again, people are going to focus on other things such as performance, security, and how to make, you know, these work from home strategies a little bit simplistic, more simplistic to, to support because I have a feeling we're going to be working from home for quite some time. So uh, just care, out of curiosity, are most of your customers now set up remotely or are you still in the process of getting a lot of them to be able to, to have productivity at home? For Open uh, it, it, depend, it, depends on, um, it depends on the industry of the client and what type of services that they provide. Um, essential service companies are typically set up at home and they've, been, they've had remote access turned on to 365 and, and so um, 
there's only a handful of clients that were scrambling at the last minute to get their hands on devices or have users that are not accustomed to going, you know, working from home, make that transition. But there's still businesses out there that, um, depending on what state that you're in, that are still working from the office. So, Good point. I'm up here in the Northeast, so everybody's locked down here. Um, but, yeah, not every state has done that. So, Corey, I know you're in Texas. How's it going with your customers? Are you all set up remotely now, or are you still working through it? <laughs> Yeah, so so we as an MSP, we are all 100% remote, and I'd say most of our most of our customers are all remote as well. Um, what was really good is that you know we kind of foresaw that hey, we needed to have the ability and kind of did a Jedi mind trick, and a lot of them had the ability to work remote, so it was very easy for us to um, to switch them to that because as we put in the infrastructure, the hardware, whether it was for the VPN or whatever, you know it was very easy for us to configure it and, and move forward. I think our biggest challenge is some because we're not around a lot, a lot of the customers forgot to say, hey, this is what we're going to do. So we had to make a big push to go out there and say, hey, tell us that you're working from home. Tell us what it looks like. And they're like, why? I said, because when Marsha calls me and says, I can't print, we immediately think that Marsha's in the office, but Marsha's at home <laughs> with a Canon printer versus the Dell printer at the office wonder why she can't print so it just you know helps us ease to support you better but also gives a better customer experience if we know what it is it gives us a different point of troubleshooting at that point as well so you proactively reached out and asked all your customers what their situation was yeah definitely had a yeah had a call all out blitz what are you doing are you working from home what are you doing all that good stuff and we, we try to do it, you know, every other day. We're constantly asking where are you at, where your employees are, and we have a whole sheet updated ConnectWise. This person's at home, pops up, she's working from home, this person's in the office, and all that stuff is going on for us. Oh, fun to keep track of, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Changes every day. And Amy, Amy, what about, uh, what about your customers? Uh, are they mostly all set up now, or are you still working through it? You know, everybody, everybody's working from home. Um, Michigan's the third most affected area, and um, we're in a stay home, stay safe order. So 100% uh, of clients are working from home. There are a few clients that wasn't an option. You know, we have a, a stamping plant client, for example. I mean, work from home is not really an option for them. A couple of salespeople, but that's it. Um, but um, yeah, everybody's, everybody's at home and it's all done and we've got them all going. And what my staff is really doing now is focusing on customer service. So we're, we are checking in with every single client every day. So, you know, typically we wouldn't hear from every client every day, but in this environment, we want to make sure that we're checking in with every client every day. So there, that's what we split it out and everybody's tasked with that, just to do a check-in, make sure we're still good. And then, um, like I said earlier, we're, we're really focused on those productivity issues. Now that everybody's working from home, what can we do to help them be more functional at home? And so, you know, whether that's meetings or getting them new technology, you know, we've been able to leverage some, leverage our partnership here with Comcast. We had some clients had critical employees that had no internet at home. And it's unfathomable to me, but you know, some live out in the sticks and it's not a, 
not much available there, so they're working off hotspots. Some people have made a lifestyle choice of they're just not going to have that in their house, but they changed their tune. And so um, we were able to, to work with Comcast and get internet access in within a 24-hour turnover time. Um, and usually there's this big wall between the business side and the consumer side at Comcast. And right now, Comcast, to their credit, has broken that wall down And because um, we usually only deal with the business side. But we said, hey, we've got this home user, they need internet today, and they're able to roll a truck in and get it done. So um, we've been, you know, doing really focus on those kinds of uh, issues for our clients right now. Great, great. Um, all right, and then moving into kind of the last part of this webinar, which I think a lot of MSPs are trying to find what are the best resources uh, available out there for us to take advantage of, to help our customers with, to help maybe our own companies with. So, Steve, I know you have a lot of experience with uh, with that. What resources are you, are you recommending um, to MSPs right now? So I can kind of tell you in categories. I think there's a big difference between logging in remotely and working from home and moving your whole office home. So there's a, so there's a big shift to move actually the whole work environment to people's homes, a much bigger tall order. So what I'm seeing is that, you know, companies need to move more to laptop oriented, agent-based um, products, agent-based security, things that are mobile that we picked up and moved around. And companies need to have less of that um, land centralized kind of environment. So for example, some of the security products when the higher regulated industries we touch in, like SIM technology, does auditing and logging. Most of them are designed for like a local area network to kind of collect logs and servers and workstations and firewalls, you know, in inside of a network. So once you move all this at home, you lose visibility in a lot of that. So I think a lot of people gave up security. So I think going forward, it's going to be more about agent-based. You're going to have to really think and provide tools that can manage that internal network because it's going to have to still maintain, right? Especially their servers to maintain but also have the tools and security and, and everything if somebody has to move remotely. So uh, I think it's centralized and decentralized as a full service and things will be more agent-based going forward. Yeah, that's a really good observation, yes. Um, uh, Charles, what uh, resources are you finding particularly helpful or would you recommend to others right now? So there, there's tons out there, just just tons. Um, I'm trying to stay on most, you know, stay up to date on most of them. The CompTIA COVID page has been pretty helpful. It's a lot of information for things that I didn't necessarily think of. Um, and then obviously it's the spider and it turns you into something else. But I've researched so many new vendors and so many new platforms that I didn't, I never even thought about. And that's and that's a huge point because a customer who I'll call and you know, like Amy, we're calling everybody, you know, almost every day saying, what are you struggling with? And then somebody will say, oh, we need to do X, Y, and Z. And I'll say, you know what? I did see something about that. And it's giving me a chance just to kind of do a little bit of vendor searching, right? To see if I can actually find a solution for something that we're not necessarily dealing with, like not a normal, my thing is broken, can you fix it? But more business operation stuff. So I definitely start with the CompTIA page. Okay, excellent advice. Uh, Corey, what resources have you found helpful? Yeah, so I, I, what I must commend is a lot of our um, 
vendors and partners out there have uh, done a great job of, of reaching out to the MSP community by holding webinars and doing different things. I think the biggest thing for, for me has been is to reach out to my MSP peers and partners out there and, and just people that I know because we're all struggling and we've been able to really lean on one another to talk through because as Charles has researched, if he's done the research, I don't want to redo it. So I want to leverage as much as what he's done as possible uh, because, you know, we have time, but, you know, that's even better. But to get a different perspective and also to make sure that, you know, a lot of MSPs, if you don't have that resource or not reaching out, not part of a peer group, then you kind of think that you're doing this all by yourself, right? I can do this. I don't know. Nobody else has done this. So you got to reach out and stay connected so that you can learn from others and reach out and get help as much as you possibly can. Absolutely, 100%. Um, Kevin, are there any specific tools that you've found that have been particularly helpful? Um, that's a good question. Um, so, you know, we're doing a ton of teams, like 365 teams to collaborate. Um, from not just internal collaboration, from external collaboration. For example, last night I was on a, a Teams bridge with about 50 participants. Um, so it's come in handy um, as I guess that's kind of moving it from the phone or the cell. It's doing a lot of what we're doing right now. Okay, great. Yeah, I use Teams every day. <laughs> and uh, we'll round it out with Amy here. Amy, what resources, tools, advice do you have uh, for the community? Well, I would certainly leverage your existing partnerships and um, pay attention to the offers that are out there right now that the, the vendor community is making because some of them are quite valuable. We were on a call this morning between a co-location software vendor, ourselves, and the client. The client did not have a, a camera or a microphone, so they were, they were in the Teams call via telephone. The rest of us were more technology vendors and were able to have an environment like we have this in, in Zoom. So, um, but we, for whatever reason, this particular client's uh, internet service has become unstable. It wasn't unstable a month ago, but suddenly it is. And so we've made the recommendation to move, move that to a co-location facility that is offering to host, host servers in situations like this for 90 days for free. So there are some really great uh, vendor offers out there that, that you can leverage and take care of, uh, especially if you have those existing partner relationships. And you know, I would say that uh, I've always been a really big person on uh, when we take on a vendor as going to be one of our preferred vendors that we'll work with, I really try to embed ourselves deep with that vendor as I, as I can, because I want to be a valuable partner to them, not just another one of their customers. And that has really paid off. That's really allowing us to leverage those things and say, today's the day we really need your help. <laughs> and uh, we've had really good experience. They've been really, uh, you know, we've had vendors you know, Johnny on the spot, leap and, and get into action and help us help our customers. Yeah, I've Shannon, seen a lot I of, may. oh, yep, pop right in. If I, if I may, I think one of the one of the other things that we've seen a lot is, is experiences. I think everybody's feeling the difference of, of our hard sell of a dedicated internet access versus shared internet access. 
I think the customers are now understanding what we meant by shared in <laughs> uh, and, and that slowdown. So I would also say spend a lot of time with your ISP vendors because there are some good deals out there um, that AT&T is pushing out SD-WAN, you know, SD-WAN to a lot of people. All those guys are doing that. So there's some great offers to help them get a better Internet connection and, and stabilize their home environment through this as well. But, it, you know, that's also, to, to piggyback that statement, it's also twofold. Um, now that everybody's outside the business, and if you have on-premise technology, who's looking at the internet connections at the site? Because there's a bottleneck that's forming. So not only are the home environments uh, getting overtaxed because local providers are giving free Wi-Fi for the next 90 days, um, so I, I'm encouraging critical positions as well as sea levels to test uh, hotspots and get their hands on hotspots for backup connection because in, in the point of oversubscription or failure, um, that's, a, that's an easy way of getting on the network. Steve, any last words of advice or, or wisdom for uh, the MSPs watching out there? Uh, no, I just think that uh, I know everybody's been scrambling to get their their clients working home. And, and I talk about MSPs and everybody's working remotely, whether they took home their laptop or they're using their kid's PC to log in. It looks like everybody's made the shift. But I think it's a big opportunity to help our clients kind of, you know, it used to be a word called right sizing, right? So as this thing moves and shifts, I think we have to make sure that um, we help adjust our clients to the new norm, which is more remote access, anytime, anywhere, more cloud oriented. And I think there'll be a lot of opportunities if you help your customers, you know, you, you want to think more strategically with them than just kind of like, you know, with pinpoint solutions. So help them with this big shift and think with the end in mind and then work backward. And I think there's a, you know, it, it'll be win-win for everybody. Sounds good to me. All right, does anybody else have any last, um, points or, or advice they'd like to throw out before we wrap this up? I do. Uh, just a couple of things. Um, it's really important for the team to have your daily meetings, either once or twice a day. Um, I try to have my team huddles at a very specific time so that everybody knows when it's going to be every day. And then on Fridays, we do a lunch. And it's it's weird at first because you're sitting there eating your lunch on camera and everyone's like, I don't want to eat on camera. But when you're sitting at a conference room table and you're all eating, it's the same exact thing. We're just now sitting in our own homes, right? So it's very important to have that kind of peer interaction. Um, just have a video up and just have people randomly pop in and out, see what's going on. Um, a, a lot of times the, the techs especially are sitting at home, they close their door, they sit down, they don't get up until the end of the day and they had zero social time, right? So we got to make sure that as managers, we're, we're calling our people, hey, how's it going? Did you watch, you know, whatever crazy show last night, right? Just to, just to get that hallway talk coming back. That's very important. And a lot of people are getting burned out. So definitely my tip is uh, call, call your peers. I like that. All right. Well, Thank everybody for uh, for your input today. I think there was a lot of good nuggets that uh, other MSPs can take away from this conversation. And I think the big overall theme I've been hearing from you guys is we're all in this together. So let's use each other. Let's use our vendors. Let's stay connected. Um, 
and uh, you know i i think we're, we're gonna all get through this there there is an end um and things will get back to normal eventually so uh i believe that what we're going to do is we're going to post this panel and then uh there is a room or a forum uh, on the mobile app for discussion. So if you have other questions you want to bring up to our panel or talk about some of the content you know, we, we uh, delivered today, there will be a place on the CompTIA app uh, for after discussion. So with that, I'm just going to thank everybody again today for their time. It was great to see you all, uh, even if it was via Zoom. And uh, hope we all stay in touch. So thank you, and have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. To hear podcasts from all of CompTIA's membership communities, you can download the mobile app or listen in on the website at comptia.org communities.